This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. This is Xander. And Craig WK. And today, we're not going to teach you about any video games. Wah, wah. Sorry. But even we need to take a break from using our big, powerful brains every once in a while. The most powerful brains. The most powerful. And instead, we just talk about things. Craig has no idea what we're doing this time. No, I have no clue. There was a poll a while back on the Facebook group. If you haven't joined, by all means, go do so. We put up polls every once in a while. And I asked, what kind of things would you like us to do for random special topic shows? Uh, The winner, of course, was Rhythm of Retro, which we're currently working on finding out how to do it. Um, I know that sounds weird because I did it by myself before in a cave with a box of scraps, just like Tony Stark. (laughs) Um, Pardon me. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. (laughs) That's for you, Pokey Elf. But yeah, there's a, we're just a little bit, a little concerned with the whole, you know, Motor City Gaming being a company, you know, we have all the documentation and legality, legality and stuff like that. So we're looking into that. And as soon as we get the go ahead, uh, believe me, it's something that we are itching to do. It, yeah, we really um, second place on that list mm-hmm. is what our topic today is. And what we're, was that today? We're going to talk about our favorite villains in video games. I think I might be able to contribute to that. Right. Um. So. Villains in video gaming. Uh, there's a lot of of classics. Who is would you say is your favorite of all time? Let's just jump. Let's just go right to the meat of this. Right, so favorite of all time. Not yep. not necessarily objectively the best. But no, my your favorite. your personal favorite villain of any video game. My and and that's it's a that's a great question because mm-hmm. I I you I, and I, I fancy ourselves as always rooting for the villains. I I definitely have. I ever since I was a kid, you know, when I was younger, it wasn't the GI Joes that I was more into. It was Cobra Commander and Destro. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know Optimus Prime and Ironhide. It was Megatron and Starscream. I've mm-hmm. always been a fan of the villains growing up, which 
probably says a lot about me, I think think but in any event uh yeah and i i know you've kind of uh, been in the same vein you know mm-hmm. as me i you've preferred megatron to optimus prime right decepticons for life mumra over the line or uh the thundercats yep gargamel over the smurfs yep god i'm so, so many sad. other examples that we're not gonna so go sad through. that gargamel never got to stop eat stalling smurfs. who's your anyway, favorite my favorite i you know i <laughs> I have a feeling our answers are going to be very similar. They they might be. Uh, I think probably my favorite villain of all time, the villain that I probably there's going to be dogs barking. Just <laughs> it's like sometimes the, they get out of hand, other times they they bow out quick. But no pun intended. <laughs> but anyway, I, aside from Thor and Loki upstairs, who are who are your favorite villains? I think. Pokey might be really? one of my favorite villains. All right, Pokey uh, or Porky, Porky from yeah. uh, from the Mother series or Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, what about Porky? What's uh, how's I mean? Don't get me wrong, I get it, but he, uh, it's not what I was expecting. And you know, if it wasn't for Mother Three, I don't think he would have uh, been out. I think he would have been on the list, but I don't think he would have been near the top. I. You know, in Earthbound, I I was always really annoyed by Pokey. He's he's your neighbor who ends yeah, up. Yeah, we and so yeah, we flip flop back and forth on on Pokey Porky. Uh, in Japan, he's known as Porky. Yeah, that's his name um, in Japan. Yeah. But we've grew up calling him Pokey yeah. all of our lives. So mm-hmm. deal with it. Yep, basically. So Pokey, and it's weird because when I think of him in Mother Three, I think of him as Porky. But yeah, because he's very he's they call like the translation had him as Porky. He had pig soldiers. Like mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of pig theme stuff so uh, but anyway in in earthbound and we won't go too in depth until another time on earthbound but uh he's your neighbor and he's really annoying and he he ends up getting like power and he's just always flaunting it in your face he's always a step ahead of you and he's really annoying it's that that meme that you see of the of the kid who was was like oh let me borrow this game and never gives it back like that fat little kid with the bowl cut (laughs) Hair yep. and like it's it that it's that kid personified. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's just real annoying, and uh, but in Mother Three, he's just so rotten. He's he's so like evil, and he's he's just like. I like, need to play Mother Three again. It's it's probably one of the most emotional video games I've ever played. Yeah, and I uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. I just don't. I mean, I played it through the one time. And I haven't really played it since. Played it since. I need to find my cartridge because I still have a working SP. Yeah, I I have the cartridge if you can't find yours. Okay. But in any event, and I don't want to spoil a lot because I feel like anybody who plans on playing Mother 3, the reason I hate Pokey is because of essentially what he does to your brother. Yeah. And I I, I won't go too in depth, but, but Pokey might be one of my most hated villains because of that. We're going for favorite villain, though. Not most isn't that Well, isn't that kind of the same thing? Uh, I don't know. All I right. guess maybe. <laughs> so so that, that's just off the top of my head. One of my one of my favorites. One of the one of the, my the villains I love to hate. You know, OK, so who is it for you or who's one of yours? I'm I'm to sit down and think about it. Still, my top answer for my favorite villain of all time would probably be Kefka. From Final Fantasy VI. Kefka is amazing. He he's I honestly I think he's objectively the greatest villain in a video game. You, Are you, you would be hard pressed to find a better one. I don't think you can. I honestly don't think. I think Kefka is the greatest villain. Yep. 
I he mean, wins. He wins. I mean, he's he's he seems like he's just going to be this obnoxious like side lackey boss, and mm-hmm. then it just eventually goes full on insane and actually does something that the other villains can't, which is destroys the world. Right. When I said he wins, I didn't mean like he wins <laughs> the competition of greatest villain. I just mean he he won. He in the game that he's in, he destroys the world. Yep. He's the winner. I don't think any other Final Fantasy villain can say they've done that. No. I don't think so. Not not of the ones I've played, you know. I mean, and it's funny because you and it's not like an alternate set like Link to the Past, like yeah, you go in the future, Ganon has made his own world of ruin if you will, or his dark world, but it's an alternate timeline oh, yeah. sort of and it gets reverted back. Like this is just like you you beat Kefka. That's great. The world is still ruined. <laughs> yep. Hell, uh, uh, heck, uh-huh. uh, in in Link to the Past, it's it's just another world. Like it's not even yeah. a different timeline. It's just Ganon uses it, or turns the Golden Land into the Dark World. Yep. He takes it over, and then he's like, "Yeah, okay, that's not enough," and he wants your world. Yep. But Kafka destroys your world. Mm-hmm. He's a maniac. <laughs> so early in the game, which is one of the probably one of the most rotten Kafka moments, and it's one of the first times you see him uh maybe the third or fourth time you see him you sneak into this enemy base oh yep uh uh, seven uh seven shadow yep i'm trying to remember the name of the of the the doma doma yep Yep. so uh, doma and so general leo who's this honorable imperial soldier who's you know everyone loves him yep uh, even Sabin in the shadows, like hiding and listening in, is like, "Well, this guy's awesome. It's yeah. a pity he's the enemy." Yeah, it's a too bad he's an enemy because we could probably he's he's pretty rad. Yeah, <laughs> so he gets called away to the em- by the emperor, Emperor Gestal, and uh, so Kafka gets put in control. And, and Ka- it, it should also be noted, like before this happens, doesn't he even say, like, "Hey, we should probably we should do this," and generally is like. No. Yeah. Are you an no, absolutely not. That's yeah, you're a maniac. We're not doing that. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, so then he gets called away by Emperor Gestal. Uh-huh. And so Kefka takes control of the situation. Yes, he does. And so what Kefka does is he poisons the water. Yep. He poisons the water and every- by himself. There's no other like lackeys around him. He just walks over and is like, well, doop, doop, doop. I'm just gonna do this. And you see the 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 river turn from like a dark blue to purple. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh over in Doma Castle, the the character who joins you there is Cyan. Yep. And everybody he knows and loves it dies. Dead. Because apparently Cyan was a little dehydrated at that time and didn't decide to drink any water that day. I'm not really sure why. Well, he was out trying to to fight. Like oh, the, that's right. He came, maybe he came back in. Yeah. I think that might be the case. It's been a bit since I've played that scene. But uh, yeah, he his wife and child die. His king dies. Everybody dies. <laughs> Everybody in his kingdom. Everyone he knows and loves dies because Kefka wanted to finish it up real quick. And then Kefka brings soldiers to kill who didn't die. Uh-huh. Which but, is Cyan. Yeah, which and Cyan doesn't stand for it and no, you fight your not. way out. And it's it's probably one of the most chilling moments yeah. in almost any video game I feel like. It's 16 bits but it's honestly terrifying like watching this the soldiers slowly walk towards you like cyan that's we've been poisoned and like collapse in front of you and like and it's hard to convey that sort of like if this if i still wish they would remake final fantasy 6 kind of just for the kind sheer of, yeah. cinematic sense of like seeing these characters walk out instead of just seeing the sprite like it's moving it's moving it crumples over yeah like you still get the sense but like 
being able to see more emotion on mm-hmm. a character's face or just like I don't know, man, like that's it's it's haunting to think about in like an actual like setting. Yeah, the uh Kafka is is just so rotten. He's so evil and he's so crazy. And basically the the whole premise of Kafka is that he uh he was one of the first experiments with magical technology, Magitech. Uh, the emperor decided, hey, I'm going to take my jester and try it out on him. That's all Kefka was. He's a jester. He's this court fool. And they practiced the magitech on him and something went wrong. Just a little. Real wrong. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, yeah, Kefka, I think, is just he wins. He, he honestly. <laughs> and, and it's funny because when you said that uh, you you thought you knew who I was going to yeah. choose, I knew Kefka was like the, the one you were thinking of right there. And it's it's hard not to just immediately go with Kefka. I, I think I might hate Pokey more. Yeah. Just because of Mother 3, which I recommend you play Mother 3 to know why I hate him so bad. Just play Mother in general. Yeah, all the whole them. series. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's everybody's homework. Play yep. the Mother series and then get back with us. Yep. But uh, so, and I, and I hate Pokey because of that. But like all in all, Pokey's not a better villain because of my own personal emotional right. trauma with Mother 3. It's it's Kafka. I mean, even like the the great Sephiroth that everyone always hails as this great villain. Uh-huh. It's just a mama's boy with a cool sword. Yep. That's about it. Oh, speaking of Sephiroth. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and this kind of jump, jumps into non-retro territory. But I said this joke at work the other day, and yep. no one was around to appreciate it. Uh-huh. So the new Final Fantasy 15 VR game, the the Final Fantasy fishing. Yeah. Uh, uh, my coworker and I were laughing and joking like, Cause he, like I was, I was just doing, you know, stuff like cleaning up the store or whatever. And he's talking to guy is this guy like, yeah, I mean, there's, is there not any games you want to like pre-order? They got a lot of cool stuff that was just announced at E3, like this and like God of War, blah, 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 Final Fantasy fishing VR. And I was like, <laughs> seriously, dude, you're, I mean, good on you for trying to push it, but like, come on. <laughs> Like, we're not going to sell that. <laughs> and so we were joking, like, yeah, it's just whoever gets that just is instantly bumped up to a corporate job. Like, good job. You got someone to to commit to buying this game. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm sure it's going to be a fun game in its own right or whatever, but that's not what we wanted at all. No. But so we were joking, like, and I don't know anything aside from the, like the small little bit that I saw at the, at the Sony press conference. Um, we were joking, like maybe you get uh, other characters. You can, you can be fishing as, as so-and-so. And then like, and one guy was like, yeah, I can't wait to, to fish a Sephiroth at his nine foot pole. And I was like, yeah, he's the one winged angler. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Cause they didn't get it. <laughs> How could you not get it? I don't know. <laughs> we get angler. Well, kudos, Xander. Thank you. Kudos. And we'll see you next time when the legend continues. As it's all downhill from here. You might as well stop listening. <laughs> We're not going to top that. So anyway, Sephiroth. So, yeah, Sephiroth is just, he's a doesn't destroy boy. the world. No, he doesn't. Tries. He's, I mean, he looks cool. His, his final boss music is great. Oh, yeah. But... I, I argue that Dancing Mad is better than One Winged Angel. I would agree. It's a 17-minute epic. <laughs> and not just like 17 minutes because, you know, it repeats itself a bunch no, of times. No, it changes. Often. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It is phenomenal. It, in fact, uh, I've heard before, and I don't know how true this is, but uh, Nobuo Yamatsu apparently says that Dancing Mad is his greatest work. Oh, I don't doubt it. 
It's pretty. I know he's. I know great. he holds the uh, Final Fantasy IX soundtrack in high regard, but mm-hmm. yeah, Dancing Mad is is fantastic. Um, how about just other random and not on, on a grander scale as Kafka? What are some of your other favorite villains? You know, it's a it's kind of a minor one because I think Ganon. Ganondorf Dragmire is is one of my favorites as well. I really like him. But Zant from Twilight Princess, I really, really hated Zant. Like, they hated in a good way. Like, I, you know, yeah. like, I felt like he was a, a really a chilling villain. Like, he, he shows up. He's real creepy. He's menacing. You know, of course, he's a puppet of Ganon. That's how every Legend of Zelda game turns out. But, like, through a good chunk of that game, I really, really hated Zant. Every time he showed up, I just cursed his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Zant and and kind of uh, Aghanim uh, from Link to the Past is, yeah. and, and even Yuga from uh, Link Between Worlds, you know, those those puppets of Ganon, are are usually done in well enough that it's not just like oh, okay here's another puppet of Ganon whatever yeah you know they're they're usually done pretty well but Ganondorf Dragmire is is a really solid villain I feel like mm-hmm. he's kind of like Bowser but if Bowser was not menacing goofy, yeah <laughs> and actually menacing uh, uh, or serious Bowser mm-hmm. I really always appreciated his backstory the uh, Ganons from like Link to the Past yeah he shows up in the Golden Land with a band of thieves murders all of his cohorts so that they can't have the golden power and then he gets the Triforce. That's pretty twisted. Yeah, especially for 1991. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, Ganon's pretty great. I, I really enjoyed Ganon. I, I you know, uh, who's another one that, uh, you, uh, that you appreciate, Xander? I'm trying to look up his name now just because I don't remember. I think I remember what his name was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little more about Ganon while I look this up. Oh, sure. Uh, so, I mean, Ganon's like the villain in nearly every Legend of Zelda game, you know, as everyone knows. Well, except for maybe Chazzy. Right. <laughs> but uh, I... No, he he's he's always really powerful. He's menacing. His uh, He almost always has amazing final ba- boss battles. You know, like if you look at like uh, uh, Wind Waker, yeah. you know, the the finale with him with you, you know, you have Zelda backing you up and he's still knocking your, you know, the body around ragdolling. Yeah. You, you know, uh, I feel like the final battle in Twilight Princess was also really, really cinematic and cool. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Breath him, of the Wild, not so much. Yeah. Uh, for, for those who haven't beaten Breath of the Wild. Don't, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Don't get your hopes up about that final battle. Yeah. It, it was it was very disappointing in my opinion compared to all the other final bosses. Yeah, I thought for sure. Um, so again, spoilers. If you've not pl- finished Breath of the Wild, it's been almost four months, dude. Get with it. Just, yeah, seriously. <laughs> if Chops can do it in 20 hours, you can do it in less than 120, <laughs> I promise. Um, so again, last, we're, we'll say, uh, give us... Uh, Jump forward four minutes. Yeah, about four minutes. Um, so after taking out all of the uh, the uh, beasts, spirit beasts. Sp- yeah, what are their names? Why am I suddenly blanking on this? Spirit beast, guardian, guardian beasts, something. divine beasts, divine beasts. There we go. Thank you. Uh, after taking out all the divine beasts, um, and you go to fight Ganon, mm-hmm. they give you their power and knock his health down by half. Yep. And then from there, it's just, I hope you know how to parry, and I hope you know how to dodge stuff so that you can get the most out of your attacks. Yep. Uh, and then you you take him down the rest of the way. 
Uh, and then once you get him down to a quarter of health, then he starts uh, have to rely on the fact that you have yeah. his laser blasts. Um, and then once you're done with that, you blast out. You're in the middle of the field and there's giant pig Ganon, just gigantic monster beast Ganon. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the same as almost always, you get a, a bow of light from Zelda yep. and tells you to shoot at him. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's done. Yeah, I, I felt you like... take out his little eyes that grow. And yeah. then it was really disappointing. And I his first form just looked kind of dumb. I didn't think it looked very cool. Yeah, it looked really like kind of like a hodgepodge of just random stuff thrown on him. And uh uh, I, I didn't really like that very much. I was really s- kind of hoping we would get a Ganondorf, like as the final version. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping that after you take out the giant Ganon form, the the giant like boar monster, yeah, that it would be like him and his like menacing regular form. You have like one final sword yeah, fight, and who you've never like we never saw anything about him. Mm-hmm. Like there was, you know, they never really even mentioned him. I don't think throughout the game, so it would have just been cool. They only refer to him as Calamity Ganon. Yep, that's it. You so, know, I guess in this timeline or whatever, you don't you don't get that. But that, I was so hoping that there would be one last ground level Twilight Princess style, like oh yeah, Ring of Fire, like <laughs> oh yeah. And that's the the thing is the game is so built around like sword fighting and stuff that you know I I thought for sure well, I guess not built around sword fighting, yeah. but it's a big part of the game is fighting yeah, with fighting weapons with the different stuff. weapons. Yeah, you know I thought for sure that they do something like that like Ganon and uh, knock all your weapons off you and then you'd be in like a ring of fire and like Zelda would be throwing them in or something yeah. or, or something or like maybe like all your friends that you've met throughout the game like throw you weapons or yeah. you know they they summon them you know, from the spirit realm something but yeah no it was disappointing yep uh, so I think this is a, as good a point as I need to step out of spoiler territory yeah yeah I think this is uh, I think uh, we uh, I think yeah. maybe we got another minute and a half I don't remember in any event, I think it's though, almost been three minutes. Ah, we're close, I think. Yeah. But uh, what was just the... to play safe? I mean, we just just talk about dumb things and give everybody a chance because I'm pretty sure we started at seventeen ish. Yeah, seventeen and a half ish. Okay. Um, and for those of you listening, this is before we had the intro in or anything else. So. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Don't trust that. No, don't. But, uh, I think we had another minute to just. Okay, so uh, if... and if not, I mean, we'll just, we won't say anything. Any, you know, super great. Um. So if if you had to say. Sander, what's your favorite sandwich? Oh, man. Uh, there's this place called Loaf and a Pound mm-hmm. in, in Garden City slash Westland. Okay. They get a, a sandwich called the Four Peas. Just a bunch of prosciutto. Oh, it's really good. There's, I mean, prosciutto is like the king of lunch meat. Yeah, no, it was really good. It's uh, uh, incredibly interesting how they make it as well. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just tasted it and it was delicious. Uh, salted, unsmoked, cured ham. Oh. Unsmoked, yeah. Okay. It's like uh, uh, kept at a certain temperature to make sure that it doesn't get all gross and moldy. Yeah. But yeah, that was really good. How about you? Uh, you know, probably uh, uh, like a uh, Philly cheesesteak might yeah. be about my favorite. Dread Jersey Mike's. You know, I've heard it's really good, but I've not been there yet. Fair enough. I tried it once and I don't think I got a really good sandwich. But uh, uh, It was like a chicken bacon ranch thing, which I don't think is their specialty. Welcome back. Hey, no more spoilers no more until spoilers. we warn you again. Yep. Um. When you finish Breath of the Wild, there's a lot of really good information for you to go back and listen to. Yes, immensely um, important. And and most importantly is in that time I was able to find the the other character I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Uh, another villain that just really got my goat and just like made me want to complete the game Yeah, um, was Eric Sparrow. Eric Sparrow? Yep. 
Now you look like you've kind of got a confused. I, let me let me take a shot in the dark here. Uh-huh. Eric Sparrow sounds like the name of somebody who skateboards and is a giant jerk. That's would correct. You, would you say that's yep. the case? Tony Hawk Underground. <laughs> Do go on. Um, I mean, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is a fantastic game. Yeah, I remember. I was never very good at it. I enjoyed the like the the like the free play kind yep. of mode, but uh, you know, just because it was, you could listen to some pretty cool music yep. and just skate around. It was pretty simple and fun. Yeah. But I remember you being really into the game. I don't know why. I just, I it was uh, at a time. Uh, it was right after we graduated, I think, uh, or it was like over a Christmas break, right around that same time. I think it was the Christmas after we had graduated, actually. Okay. And I went out on a whim because I kept seeing commercials for it. I was like, you know, it's been a while since I played a good Tony Hawk game. I remember going out to our local Meyer and picking it up for GameCube and then coming back and playing it and just not never stopping. <laughs> uh, I would stay up again through all hours of the night like I used to mm-hmm. watching uh, Nick at Night. <laughs> Because I had two TVs in my room. I had one that was for my gaming, and I had one uh, that had to warm up. And once it warmed up, I could do pretty much whatever I wanted with it. But it, until then, so, you know, it was it had been on long enough. I'm watching old episodes of The Cosby Show. I'm watching old Roseanne, old Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, old Full House when it eventually come back on at 5 in the morning. And I'm just sitting here playing the crap out of Tony Hawk's Underground. Um, and this was one of the first games that introduced a story. So you, like, went from, like, Tony Hawk 1, 2, 3, 4... And then I think Underground was the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started doing Underground 2 and all these others. None of them lived up. So the story of this one is you make your own character. Like you can't start with a pre, you know, pre-designed character. You can't play as Tony Hawk right off the bat. You can do side modes and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the it's, it's focuses on you're growing up in this small town. You and your buddy Eric, you're just skating. And then there's like a contest in town. You're like, hey, let's go check this out. And you win the contest. And then he kind of, he gets second place. You guys like go on these adventures together and you're like finding all these new places and everything. Yeah. And then eventually you guys are like in Miami or something like that. And you get this brilliant idea like, hey, to, to really boost my fame, I need to do this crazy stunt. So what we're going to do is there's this sweet hotel, super tall, and there's a pool that's under construction right now there's no water in it so we're gonna jump off of that into it and make the sweet you know you know okay whatever you're doing but while you're up there there's a helicopter and you decide dude i'm jumping that helicopter (laughs) so you go off the building you do a kickflip or whatever move over the helicopter and uh and i don't remember what happens after that like i don't I don't remember if like you get if you get arrested or something or anyway something happens to where you're not really entirely sure what's happening and there's this next big big thing you're going to mm-hmm. and there's a highlight reel and at the end of this highlight reel is your move where you go over and like oh yeah but your buddy Eric who was filming it was so far down that you can't really tell who's there and he took the credit for himself straight up says that was him what everybody a jerk. buys it. And he gets all this wealth and fame and you, you're you like, that wasn't you, that was me. And like you're fighting him and you get booted off this like this tour of, of skating and everything. Nobody's buying it and you have to fight your way back up. And then you, you know, do all you, you basically best him again. So he basically canes you. From oh, hardcore. Like yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, that just makes you hate this character so much. And eventually he's like, he's like he keeps rubbing your face like, man, you're not better than me. You keep doing all these skate competitions and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then finally, at the end of the story, it's like, hey, man, I'm sorry I did that. Here's your tape. And like, you can finally prove that it was you. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the game. But if you play through a second time, and I've talked about this so many times on the podcast, 
uh, as just like the most cathartic moment. If you play through a second time on the harder difficulty, do everything there is to do. He gives you the tape. And like normally you just kind of like flip it. You're like, thanks, man. It means a lot. And this one, he offers you the tape and you just haul out and punch him in the face. <laughs> and it's so, so cathartic and just it's so <laughs> worth every <sighs> episode of Full House on repeat. <laughs> That's that's pretty great. There's I I feel like those cathartic moments in video games with villains sometimes they don't happen. You know. Yeah. I uh, I do feel like every so often though they'll the game will give you something something just wonderful. You know, which uh, I I won't spoil anything with Mother Three with like we were talking about. I kind of want to yeah. reference what happens at the end of that. But I uh, there's I uh, I. Uh, like even in uh, Final Fantasy VII, like even though we're in agreement that Sephiroth is, certainly isn't the greatest villain ever, you know he's still the biggest jerk in that game. And so at the end of it, you get that one final duel with him, yeah, which is pretty great. You know, I I think stuff like that is pretty fun. I uh, there's a a villain in Xenogears, which you know spoilers of course if you if you don't you know if you plan on playing it uh, it's a really long game but i uh, in it the there's this giant jerk who is pretty much like jealous of you and the relationship you have with like the the main girl uh because he's like he's practically like immortal he's like lived for like all these different lifetimes and you keep being reborn in different eras over and over and you always end up finding the main girl again Mm -hmm. and uh at the end of the game he like kidnaps her and he forces her to to be involved with this like plot to become like united with like god and uh it's it's real twisted and it's like real convoluted the plot you know it's xeno gears it's you know really confusing and crazy but he's just such a jerk and you you end up having like one final argument with him at the end of the game and uh and he's, it, I just, it, it, words really can't do it justice how how much I dislike Krellian mm-hmm. from Xenogears. But it's without, you know, spending 20 minutes talking about the plot, it's hard to, to really get the point across. Right. Um, how about, um, who are just villains that are just cool? Maybe they, they don't succeed in everything, but they're just awesome villains. Like I, one of my favorites mm-hmm. is M. Bison. M. Bison's pretty cool. Fighter. He, I feel like he, he, he just looks cool. Yeah, he, he <laughs> is. He, he looks, he like, kind of looks like a cliche dictator. Yep. You know, he's got the like the the military hat. He's yep. got you know the the red outfit. You know the um, like military boots. Kind of. Mm-hmm. He's real menacing. You know, he's. he's I love how cool. just confident he is. Like, <laughs> and I know yeah. he he always gets beat. Like his, his thing never. Yeah. Can, but every time you come across him, he's just like always just like standing there like you know, perfect posture, like laughing down at you and <laughs> yep, the yeah. whole, like thumb across the yep. neck, like so yeah. rad. Yeah. He's really cool. I feel like his counterpart is also pretty menacing. Uh, from the reverse side of SNK, uh-huh. geese Howard. Yeah. Geese Howard is pretty rotten. He, he kills the Terry Bogart, the main character's dad. Yep. Uh, he's just like a real rotten dude. He's like a big crime boss. He's like a lower scale M bison kind of. Wasn't uh, Geese Howard kid? Wasn't Yamazaki the one that killed Terry's dad? I 
I don't. Or maybe he was under order. It might have been an under order thing, but I'm pretty I sure Geese Howard kills. I appreciate the SNK backstory, but I just don't, like, I don't know it as well as yeah. I know, like, Sagat kills Dan Hibiki's dad. Yes, he does. Uh, no, uh, you're thinking of Andy Bogart in the series. Uh, ah, that's what I'm thinking Terry's of. brother, Andy, who's one of the characters who I would you would think a lot of people played as. Yeah. It's removed from the King of Fighters series because Yamazaki murders That's him. what it is. Yeah. Because in uh, Capcom vs. SNK 2, he throws the knife yeah, at, and and then, at Terry's feet and Terry smashes it. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's who he kills. What a jerk. Yep. Man, Terry's had a rough life. <laughs> right? Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> Not just dies, gets murdered. Yep. I feel like fighting games have really dumb plots, but I really enjoy them for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I really like Street Fighter's plot. Like, you know, like uh, uh, Sagat murdering Dan's dad. Yeah. You know, it's real tiny. It doesn't really matter, but yeah. it's kind of interesting, you know. And what's great is that it just it just brings you this joke of a character. Brings <laughs> his own martial arts style to, to avenge his father. And he can't. Yep. Wah, wah. Um, what do you think makes a good villain? You know, that's a that's a great question. Um, I feel like there's a lot of different types of villains out there, but I think that a big part of it is, hmm, that to put it to a few different things, I think like you would mention confidence is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think there's any really effective villain who's not very confident, you know? I don't, I don't think that's, you know, ever been done. Uh, so I think, you know, confidence is a big part. And I think uh, just overall kind of the intimidation, you know, demeanor, you know, the, the demeanor that is intimidating, I should say. You know, I feel like, you know, like Kefka is there's just something off with Kefka. Like, yeah, he looks like a clown, you know, no big yeah. deal. You know, he's a jester. Well, you know, what what should be scary about that? But there's just something real creepy and off putting about him yeah you know like from the very moment he pops onto the screen you just you know that there's something weird about him yeah you know? i mean it might be the fact that he gets his own theme song <laughs> yeah I, I, it might know, be the fact that it almost like with those graphics look like he's got a parrot on his shoulder <laughs> uh yeah it's it's uh it's kind of funny you say that uh, i i think the theme is a real big thing to do with it you know like sephiroth if he didn't have as cool of a and dark as a theme, I don't know if he'd be as effective. Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, theme music is a big part of a villain in a video game. You know, mm-hmm. I, and, and that's obviously something that really, you know, video games and arguably movies are the only thing that can really pull that off, of course. Yeah. And even in movies, I, I don't, you know, I never feel like the soundtrack is always is taking center stage in a movie usually, you know, but in a video game, it absolutely does. The soundtrack is a really big part of it. Yeah. And so, you know, Kefka's theme being creepy and spooky and like kind of off kilter. Yeah. Kind of really fills you in like, oh, there's something weird about this guy. Yeah, I think character design and just like what they can do does mm-hmm. a lot for a villain. Um, I reached out to our Discord. Um, uh-huh. So you guys listening in the future, this is why I asked you who your favorite villain was and why. Mm-hmm. Um, Chops actually brought up uh, Liquid Snake from uh, from Metal, oh, Gear, Metal Solid. Gear Solid series, um, and then also brought up Psycho Mantis. 
Psycho um, Mantis, I don't know what ton about, but the fact that he forces you to switch controller ports yep. in his battle is real cool. Yeah, something something memorable about that. Like, so Psycho Mantis, for those of you uh, of the uninitiated with Metal Gear Solid, uh, reads like he's he's a psychic. He's he, he's able to read your mind by reading your memory card. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so he references that you like uh, Castlevania games, yep. right? Any any other Konami based game, he he comments on. Um, or if you if you're playing on the GameCube for the Twin Snakes version, he will say, "Oh, you like Mario, or you know anything else?" <laughs> That's cool. Um, and you can't beat him until you switch your controller to the second player port, or in the GameCube version, the third or fourth, because he can read your moves because he's reading the controller inputs. <laughs> so until you move the controller, like it's just real meta, really cool. Nothing else has really been done like that. I feel like in video games, not well, really. Oh, I, you know, because anybody, if anybody does it now, it's like, oh, yeah, you copied that from Metal Gear Solid. It's like it's such a dumb, easy idea that uh-huh. you can't copy it because it's already been done to perfection. Yeah. It's, also, who nobody uses memory cards anymore. But well, yeah, that's very true as <laughs> hard well. drives, I guess. But it's not as interesting. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Psycho Mantis, I think, is a, a cool, a cool choice. Uh, Liquid Snake, I don't know a ton about because I never really got into the Metal Gear. So, Solid so Liquid Snake is is your brother. Spoilers okay. for a twenty-year-old game, uh, if not older. At this Isn't point. he also uh, Revolver Ocelot or no. something? Or no, Revolver sort of, like puts but not his really. arm on him. Yeah, or something? eventually okay. gets an arm, and yeah. that's what it is. Okay. Um, no, but he goes like you're you're talking to all these people throughout the the game of of Metal Gear Solid. One of them is Master Miller, who is like a, someone who you know helped uh, kind of raise you, helped get you to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And then you later find out that Liquid Snake killed Master Miller and is impersonating him throughout the entire game, oh, leading you through what you need to do so he can, because uh, so he can kill you for l'enfance terrible, which is like, you know, you two were made from the same, but uh, uh, all the dominant genes went to to Solid Snake and all the recessive genes went to Liquid Snake, and so he's pissed off about that. <laughs> what a jerk! Yeah, <laughs> so he just goes goes through and. Uh, just messes with you through the entire game and okay. you know, so yeah like uh so chaps was just saying like pretty much all the villains in metal gear solid always have a cool quirk to them and they're mm-hmm. just always very interesting um we also have test who said that uh uh ganondorf from specifically wind waker yeah ganondorf dragmire and wind waker is is real cool he's uh i uh, he's pretty evil in that game and the the final boss battle with him is so cool it's and we mentioned that before but man that's just so great yeah uh we also have uh dwight who's chiming in says uh that sephiroth is his favorite villain but not from final fantasy 7 really he likes him in kingdom hearts Kingdom Hearts, he lo- like the character design for. I mean, the art direction in Kingdom Hearts is is real cool. You know that cartoony look. Yeah, and so Sephiroth is himself, but he's got one black angel wing, mm-hmm. and that's cool. The one winged angler. The one winged angler. <laughs> uh, he says Sephiroth was really cool, and his dialogue was on point. Okay, having I, I, never played that much Kingdom Hearts, I can't speak to it, but I don't yeah. doubt its cultural significance. It's immensely cultural. <laughs> uh, he also throws out Dracula from Symphony of the Night, which in a previous episode we've done our dialogue, uh-huh, so we'll yep. we'll leave it there. But uh, he does say specifically uh, he's my favorite because of his quote, what is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. Have at you. Great quote. Yep. Uh, Poorly also, delivered. Uh Onokage from Tenchu. This was so irritating to me. I'll never forget him. Hashtag boss rage. Uh, you know, Tank, uh, a buddy of uh, mine and Xander's, I uh, really enjoyed Tenchu. I never played the first one, but Tenchu Z for uh, 
for Xbox 360 got me real good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I I played through that one if a lot. I, I really love that game. I never went through on the harder difficulty to get all the achievements, but that was a really fun game that you could like customize your mm-hmm. character and do it. So I made my character basically Musashi from Brave Fencer Musashi. I gave him blue hair, like long, like the long ponytail spiky thing. That's pretty great. Uh, Chops is also saying Ghost Pirate LeChuck from Monkey Island because he's a ghost and a pirate. It's hard to top Ghost Pirates. Right. Uh, Brick and Mortar says Bowser because he's persistent. I feel like Bowser should deserve some credit. Yeah, oh no, for sure. You know, he, he is a cool villain. You know, we, we joked about how Ganondorf is the better version of Bowser. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he, he's inept, of course, because it's a goofier game. You yeah. know, it's it's sort of how he has to be, how he has to be made. But, I, you know, I, I almost view Bowser as like a, a really cool anti-hero because of like Mario RPG. Yeah. You know, that's how I always yeah, kind of Yeah, I think that's where I, that's where I, I kind of, yeah, he, he kind of definitely sidetracks. He's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, yeah, but like secretly needs your help. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely. So I always, needs your help. I, yeah, it's hard for me, to, especially after playing that, to view him as a straight up villain as much as like he's just kind of misunderstood, guys. Like yeah. he's he's doing he's doing things just because he feels like that's his lot in life, <laughs> and that's that's uh that's pretty great. Um, let's see what else do we have? Uh, in Final Fantasy, Trap says in Final Fantasy X when you fight Titus Dad. Okay, sure. I don't believe it. Uh, who, who, who he said that was a there? cool twist and uh, that was chops. He chops. said that was a cool twist and then you became you become sin afterwards. I think that's what it's called. Uh, oh, yep. And then uh, Dwight says, or better yet, Magneto in the X-Men arcade. Welcome, Welcome to, to die. die. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so uh, button master Caleb uh, <laughs> said Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Did you ever play Bioshock? I never finished it, but man, that's a creepy you, game. You gotta. That's a like, real creepy game. Honestly, and and I know we've said that we've said this a thousand times on anytime we bring up Button Master Caleb and his obsession with Bioshock, but the first time I played Bioshock, and I I put it off because the same day that Bioshock came out, Blue Dragon came out. Oh. And I had to play Blue Dragon. Right. It's the friggin' dream team. Yeah. But I, when I eventually got around to Bioshock after everybody's like, oh, man, it's so good. It's just, you, I can't believe how good this game is. I finally gave it a shot. And then when you finally learn the twist in that game, it's hands down one of my top five moments in any video game. Wow. Like it's, and I don't want to say anything because you need to experience it. It's, I, I, it's on steam. I'm sure right? it's on steam. Yeah. You can also like, there's uh they just remastered it and put it on PS4 and Xbox one. Oh, nice. So you can give it a shot. It doesn't take that long to play through. Like mm-hmm. I probably was actually really far in the game. I, I don't remember exactly where I was. I'd already gotten powers. Yeah. I, I don't remember why I stopped. I think maybe it must've been another game came out. Yeah. It's one of those games where, uh, um, unless you were like determined to finish it, like you can ease, like you can reach a, a point because every every new section there's like a boss you have to fight, and then like it kind of chills out again, and then it picks right back up shortly yeah. after. Um, but that's one of those games that you could probably easily have like finished a certain section, be like, okay, cool, I need to take a break. Oh, this this new shiny game came out, I'm distracted and never coming back yeah. to it. But Bioshock's definitely another one you need to jump back to, just because yeah, really not on, not only is Andrew Ryan a fantastic villain, um, Sander Cohen. I think is his name mm-hmm. and BMC. Forgive me if I got it wrong. I'm pretty sure that's his name. He's a creepy artist guy. <laughs> uh-huh. And he has you like, there are, there are like four people who ripped him off or did something to, to just make him mad. And he wants you to kill them and take pictures of their dead bodies <laughs> so that he can put them on display. And everyone you do, he rewards you with like a new weapon or a new, what a creep. Yeah, no, he's just, and he's a, 
he's like just fascinated with art and death and all this. It's, it's he's a super creepy, but he's it's he's a really good character. Just the 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 weird world of Bioshock is just so cool. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely have to uh, uh, pick back up Bioshock again and and get that finished up. Um, let's see, we have and the crew uh, give us anything else. Let's see, just to continue with with uh, what uh, Button Master Kale said, obviously Andrew Ryan from Bioshock for me. I know he isn't considered a uh, bad villain like many, but I just love. Uh, his a man chooses a slave obeys philosophy and his desire to make utopia which fails miserably it sure yeah. did um his constant chatter in the game was nice dwight chimed in uh and then he's all dwight also said al capone retro chicago was voice perfect or vo- retro chicago voice was perfect i'm not uh not too familiar with that yeah one. i don't not not super familiar uh blackheart from marvel's capcom oh yeah he was a villain uh, I'm just responding to everybody. So no, it's cool. So uh, <laughs> I I was gonna say there's a uh, uh, Undertale is going to be coming out uh, sometime this summer, I believe, on PS4, and it's already, of course, out on you know PC. Uh, you can get it through Steam. Uh, there's a a villain in that, and I'm not even gonna say his name because Xander's going to be playing through Undertale. I'll be forcing him to do that, and I, I definitely recommend for our listeners if you haven't played it i it, it definitely gets a strong recommendation from me it's certainly not as amazing as i think some of the fan base has made it out to be mm-hmm. but uh there's a villain in it who's just might be in my top five yeah yeah i i, I won't say even who it is because i definitely don't want to spoil anything uh but i i played through undertale a couple of times know regular run and then uh, mm-hmm. a, a pacifist run to get through everything and and yeah there's a really good villain in that one uh chops just said boomer Kwanger. i don't need to explain why but that does actually segue very nicely into i was going to <laughs> give an honorable mention to dr wiley dr wiley is a great villain i i think he and uh uh dr robotnik uh, eggman whatever you want to refer to him dr as. robotnik dr robotnik uh i i think both of them get a a, a solid thumbs up in the villain category for me they're the mad scientist types yeah. i i definitely he's appreciate not mad that. he's <laughs> happy <laughs> Thanks to the old Mega Man cartoon for that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks, Mega Man cartoon. Uh, swell. Jack from Borderlands. Oh, I didn't really Neither play one Borderlands. Of us, yeah, yeah, I didn't get into it, but I, I no think doubt. I played a little bit of Borderlands, one of them. Yeah, I think Cody brought over yeah. Borderlands 2 for you one time and showed you some stuff. But. I think, yeah, I think I played it with him a little bit. But uh, Ooh, Arkham Knight from the Batman Arkham yeah. Knight. That, that's a solid. I mean, I mean, well, I guess technically that was. It's still a video More, game, but yeah. I mean, well, that I think that story was specifically for the video game. So, what's the villain in that one? Uh, Arkham Knight. Oh, the Arkham it's, Knight. Yeah, the Arkham Knight. It's not Batman. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I no Arkham Knight. Talking about Batman. Arkham Knight refers to this guy who like is constantly you go. He like has a he's like a cowl kind of similar. He's like got a weird robotic face, but he's always a step ahead of you, and you can't figure out why. Also, throughout Arkham Knight, you're still plagued with the Joker virus that went through in the in <laughs> Arkham. Uh, uh, Arkham City so you're like you kill Joker at the end of Arkham City the second one Mm -hmm. he still comes back to haunt you in the third one (laughs) he's in your brain and like Uh is taking over he's like every once in a while you you slowly turn and like you your your hands are like looking more like Joker you look in a mirror and you're definitely being taunted by him beyond the grave and it's a fantastic twist all the way through that's great um 
so yeah there's he's just trying then there are like joker clones that are out there trying to take like live on through uh-huh. and you're trying to encapsulate them and all whatever um but arkham knight spoilers if you haven't already played this game i'm gonna give you a minute so mm-hmm. you have until 45 minutes and 25 seconds uh according to our time so you just do the math on your own if you're really that concerned <laughs> uh takes on um the story of uh, the red hood in, oh, okay. in batman so it's jason todd the 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 robin that joker killed yeah and now he's like why didn't you ever come back for me why didn't you avenge my death why did you just get another robin like all these other things so he's he's pretty uh understandable concerns he's, in my uh, opinion meddled he's very meddled <laughs> nettled i'm sorry nettled. Yes, nettled, nettled. Sorry. <laughs> extremely nettled um so yeah he just comes back for revenge at that point um, but you know, it's, it's a, it was a cool, I mean, you could sort of see it coming if you've read the Red Hood series. I did. I did um, read that series. It was pretty good. So as you're playing it and, and like, he like breaks out, it's like a little communicator gives him the little bat ears or whatever. And he breaks that off and his mask kind of goes red. And you're like, oh, this is just Jason Todd Red Hood. So, <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yep. Uh, and five more seconds. Sandwiches are good. Sandwiches, Sandwiches are great. Uh, I don't think we have anything else jumping in on the discord. Uh, so yeah, uh, Doctor Wiley, Doctor Robotnik, all the the mad scientists. Yeah, they they're they're pretty tenacious. Great. D? No, just they're tenacious. Oh, I like see. I'm yeah, describing yeah. those characters. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I what I was always impressed by is Doctor Robotnik's athletic ability. Oh yeah, he's faster than Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just a sprinter. He's a, he's a sprinter. That's yeah, exactly I, what I was I, just going to yeah. say. <laughs> he, he, he can get a top speed and hits it. And you know what? Just long enough to get into a giant robot, which yep. is all he needs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all have uh, Sonic Mania coming out. In, uh, I'm real month. excited for that. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's August. End of August. Yep. I'm super Forgot excited. Forgot about that chunk of money that's coming out of my wallet. It absolutely is. Did There's you? Uh, no are you way it's not. Are you getting the the collector's edition? No, I, I'm not. Oh, a, so it'll be significantly cheaper for you. Yes, it will. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be quite a bit cheaper for me. I I, I can't not have that statue though. Statue looks pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, I am getting. I will say I'm getting the uh, vinyl soundtrack though. Okay. Because that's going to release through data discs. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's it's not the full soundtrack. It's like a, a it's like a, a, a you know sort of a hand picked collection. Probably from just, all the Sonic games. No, just Sonic or just Mania. Sonic Mania? Yeah, okay. Just Sonic Mania. Uh, I got a, a best of Sonic. Or heck, I I'm surprised the because for those who I uh, throw you audio snobs with record players. Yeah, basically <laughs> like all, us. You know, <laughs> yeah, video games, especially Sega video games. There's a company called Data Discs, and Data Discs does. Sega soundtracks uh, on vinyl, and uh, they've yet to release a Sonic game. They've released like twelve other games on vinyl. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, no, no Sonic the Hedgehog just yet, uh, at least as far as the original Sonics go. Uh, so you know, I definitely recommend that. You know, yeah. go in there if you're a, a fan of vinyl music and Sega video games and stuff. But in any event, I. Uh, yeah, what other uh, villains spring to your mind? That's what I'm trying to to think. Um, Gygus from Earthbound. Gygus is pretty great. It's uh, uh, Gygus and Pokey kind of, I feel like, go hand in hand. Yep. Uh, there's a... Uh, Wario. Wario's, Remember when he was a villain and not just he, comic relief? Yeah, he's comic relief now, but uh, for a while there, I mean, heck, he, he was the final boss of uh, Mario Land 2. Yep. Uh, there's a... Uh, uh, 
King K. Rule. King K. Rule's Sorry, I'm just going to keep interrupting you right before you get to the point of what you're saying. Go ahead. You mean making me forget where I, what I was going to say? Yeah. yeah. Now it's just dead air. Just, uh, uh, yeah, this is awkward. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Lavos is a pretty cool villain from Chrono Trigger. I, I don't feel, I feel like, like he, he's... I, I think he's a final boss. I wouldn't really... He, I mean, I, he's just he's just there. Like he doesn't really have emotion. He doesn't really have a character. He so it's hard for yeah. me to put him up there. Like oh, I would yeah. give it more to like Dalton or Queen Zeal before I would give it to Lavo. <laughs> well, you know, and I agree. I just feel like there's something really, really menacing and like just dark and twisted about it. It's yeah. it's very it's it's a it's not really a villain in the sense that it's like somebody who's like I want to take over the world because I'm bad. You know, it's. It's this force of nature. It yeah. wants to destroy the world, you know? And I, I feel like that it's it's at least very original yeah. as far as, like, villains, quote-unquote, go. Yeah. How stoked were you the first time you played Chrono Trigger and were able to play as Magus? So stoked. <laughs> I was so stoked. Magus is a jerk. Yeah. He's the biggest jerk. He joins your party, and, like, in the whole, you know, all of Chrono Trigger, you get double text and triple text where you can combine moves with all your friends and stuff. And you're like, Magus, I, I can swing my sword around like this. What, what are you going to do when I do that? Nothing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. What are you, are you just going to cast your own magic spells and not have us help you? And he's like, I don't need your help. It's like, oh, all right, never mind. Thanks, Vegas. Yeah, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Yeah, I, I, I never put together that he doesn't do. He doesn't have any. You don't think? Because I mean, jerk. he is an optional, optional character. Yeah. You can, you can mess up and not get him, or purposely not get him if yeah. you don't like him because he's a jerk. That's true. Yeah, he threw. I did not get Magus. That's his revenge. That's true. <laughs> he really did. Um, who else is really good? But uh, um. Blue, I guess, from Pokemon. Yeah, I I feel like he or any of your rivals from Pokemon. <laughs> uh, come on, yeah, I mean, I know, there's I know, I know. a lot of them are really lame. Uh, the your your rival in the first game though, and then the second, the second uh, game is a big jerk too. But like he, your your first rival in Pokemon Red and Blue is such a jerk, and he's always a step ahead of you, and it's it's great when you finally beat him. It's really satisfying. Yeah. I, I feel like there was another I was gonna bring up another villain and uh, uh, I was gonna I say King Ddd. King Ddd is kind of has the Wario thing, yeah. Where he <laughs> he at this you know back in the day he was Meta pretty Knight. scary. Meta Knight's awesome. Uh, what's his name? Um, which game? Kirby Superstar. Marks. Marks. Marks is really cool. He mostly because his theme song is yeah. amazing. His theme song is so great in that final boss battle. He's he's pretty amazing. Oh, uh, another big one uh, is the uh, the demon lords in Dragon Quest three. So in Dragon Quest three, you your father is a hero before you, and he goes to fight Demon Lord Baramos, who's this like big scary demon lord. And so you go on this crazy quest. Isn't this the one where you like continue your bloodline just continues to go through? No, that's in Dragon Quest uh, five. Uh, four, five. Yeah, five. Four, four is also great, but five is the one where you continue the bloodline, which is great. It's an awesome, a, a very awesome Dragon Quest game. And I did hate the villain in that one, but in, I think three might be the, one of the winners here in, as far as Dragon Quest villains go, because you finally go on this quest and you defeat Demon Lord Baramos and you're like, oh my God, finally, finally, I avenge my father. 
And then Demon Lord Zoma appears. <laughs> and you find and it, 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 back in the day, this would have been a, a pretty interesting twist. Nowadays, you know, the, the secret hidden final boss is kind of, you know, old hat. But he Demon Lord Zoma appears and he's like, hey, listen, Baramos is just one of my flunkies. He doesn't matter. He's like, I'm going to destroy the world. And so you have to go on this quest and you track down Demon Lord Zoma. And uh, I think the worst part about Zoma, though, is that through most of the game, you get in the habit of just buffing your characters. Yeah. Boost your defense, boost the attack of the, or the hero's attack and maybe a, a fighter's attack or, or you know, warriors or whatever. And then you send them off into battle. But Demon Lord Zoma, every so often he shoots out a wave of cold and it removes all your stat boosts. Nice. He's such a jerk. <laughs> all right. Well, we're running actually fairly long here for a episode of legend of retro. Uh, we could easily go on with villains more and more. I mean, probably a little more time to think about some other ones that yeah. may have slipped through the cracks. Uh, but feel free to jump on the Facebook group. Let us know if you feel like we missed out on any villains or some that we just overlooked. Cause again, this is just us going off the top of our head, yeah. being very distracted by how great Kefka is. Um, as an aside, I don't know if you want this or not, Xander. Maybe it should wait to the end of the episode in case people, people want to just hit the stop button. But I, uh, uh, so help me God, if you mention Steven. No. Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, I, uh, quite a while ago now, I, uh, Sean and I, our buddy Sean, had uh, played Final Fantasy VI, and we gave voices to all of the characters. Uh-huh. And I had Kefka. Okay. Do you want to hear Kefka's voice? I do, but I want you to say say his one. I was hoping we could bring it back and say the the line about uh, life, hope, and dreams. Oh, absolutely. Let me so, go ahead yeah, and uh, so we'll get we'll we'll pray. I'll let you pull that up. Yeah. Um, and I'll kind of go through our our exits. Uh, so again, um, that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode of the Legend of Retro. Uh, thanks for listening. Go on uh, the Facebook group or on Discord. Tell us other villains we missed. Maybe we'll do villains point two or two point or you know talk about villains more because we're more than happy to do so. <laughs> Always happy to talk about villains. Uh, check out Gamezilla podcast releases every Tuesday. Records live on Twitch every Monday. Um, Gamezilla Alpha on Sundays early. If you are a Patreon supporter, if you're not a Patreon supporter, do it. Give us dollars so we can do nicer things for you. Please. Uh, also, if anybody who does happen to have one, check out DetroitBeardCollective.com uh, where you can save 20% on orders $25 or more with the code MCGAMING. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives them some love. Gives us some love. It's all love everywhere in this episode where we talk about villains. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you know it's part of a beard is a mustache. And you can't have a mustache. Can't twirl you that twirl mustache. If you're not a villain. <laughs> it's full circle. Full circle. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of The Legend of Retro. Uh, we will have our special little outro here of Craig's Kefka voice when he played through Final Fantasy VI most recently, saying one of my favorite villainous lines of all time. <clears throat> Life dreams hope where do they come from and where do they go such meaningless things i'll destroy them all (laughs) perfect we'll see you next time when the legend continues